Day 12, defeating the critical spirit. A critical spirit is a compulsive attitude of criticism and fault-finding which tears down others rather than building them up. It's really the heart of where our default is, is that we first see what's wrong with a person, we fixate on what's wrong with a person or place or project. It's the, really, it's a, it's tied to this, this spirit of perfectionism, the attitude of perfectionism, which is different than excellence. Perfectionism is more fault-finding, cannot rejoice where there's not perceived perfection. Excellence is a standard saying we're going to improve, we're not going to settle for mediocrity or halfway efforts. The critical spirit is, again, it's tied into an attitude that can't be happy, <laughs> can't seemingly let go of things, and really believes that it's a gift to be able to point out what's wrong. I jokingly say, you know, I used to think I had the gift of discernment, but the Lord basically says, no, Steve, you got a critical spirit. And in this devotional, there's a lot of good, good things to focus on. I mean, Jesus said in Matthew 7, Judge not that ye be not judged, for with the judgment you use, the judgment you judge, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it'll be measured back to you. Those are sobering thoughts. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye? Or why do you criticize that? But do not consider the plank in your own eye. Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye? And look, a plank is in your own eye. Hypocrite, first remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So really, the, the focus is, is, Let's be more concerned about our own growth than being fixated on the faults of others. I mean, that right there would be powerful. <laughs> I, I know as times when I'm praying about other people, you know, my wife, I'll say, Lord, uh, change Wendy. And he always seems to come back to me. Hey, I'm, I'm going to cause you to grow. And when you're growing as a person, you're going to be much more helpful to others in their journey, and you're going to come at it from a healthier point of view. And by the way, we can't control others. Certainly, we're at times we're going to have those brave communications, give feedback of our experience with people, but ultimately, we can't, we can't control them. The elder brother in Luke 15 he was focused in on the faults of his brother and the faults of his dad. And they were both had faults. <laughs> they, it's not that we're ignoring the faults of people, but his own lack of joy 
was because that was his default. That's what he was looking at. And he didn't even see his own need for growth, his own need for change, his own need for humility, his own need for God's grace. Jesus said he he was without sin, cast the first stone. And then the story of the woman caught in adultery. So I say, what are the sources of a critical spirit? Faulty concepts of God, if we believe God loves us but does not like us, we will project that belief on others. Self-criticism. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. If we're constantly, again, this comes back to our God concept. We've got a bad God concept, then we're going to be criticizing ourselves, which will lead to criticism of others. Perfectionistic attitudes. Self-justification. It's We don't need to deal with our own issues if we're constantly outing other people, criticizing other people for their problems. Pride. Now, I, I list in there why the critical spirit is a problem. It's partnering with the devil instead of God. It limits our influence. It leads to speaking death instead of life. It causes others to criticize us. We go back to that Matthew 7, 1 verse, Judge not that ye be not judged for with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. It limits our ability to experience joy and abundance. It greatly limits our ability to restore others. How to defeat it. And these are, as I, as I read this, and I get excited about these. We prioritize love. If we, if we try to do great things for God, but don't treat people properly, and, and that includes our inner thoughts about people, then it says it profits nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. We get a father mindset instead of an elder brother mindset. We take the plank out of our own eyes, and we pray for those immediately that we're tempted to criticize. This is one of the, the things. Whatever the enemy finds out works in our life, we'll see it again. And if we are prone to just keep looking, keep focusing in on the faults of others and what's wrong, then we're going to see that again until we defeat it. But if we turn it instantly into prayer, Lord, bless them. Thank you for them. Thank you. Let them just be completely blessed in you in every way. Then it's going to flip and the enemy is going to find out, wow, every time... He plants a critical thought in our mind. We turn it to prayer. It backfires on on him. And so as we close, let me just talk about a couple things here. Criticism can also be in our homes, and and maybe we don't notice it as much because we have had it for so long that we— are negative in our view of our spouse, our kids, our parents, etc. And I believe our home is our training ground. And so even applying some of these things that I've said here that maybe we're thinking is, oh, it's just for a leader or, or somebody in our lives who 
kind of irritates us or somebody that we're not happy, they're blessed. Yeah, it applies to that. But I believe in our home, it applies. And as we talk about joy, as we uh, of these 40 days of joy, this negativity towards other people and groups of people, we can't take that with us on our joy journey. 